Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. The Buffalo Bills have made the 2019 NFL playoffs as the number five seed in the AFC. Welcome to Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. My name is Matt Warren. I'm the editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of this show. Um, I'm glad you're here with us this week. As always, you can be part of our show by calling in or or tweeting in your questions uh, using our our various methods. You can call us at 716-508-0405 and leave a voicemail 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us emails, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook messages, uh, Instagram messages, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. While we'll spend some time talking about the game against the New York Jets today, we're also going to be talking a little bit about the playoffs, about the offseason, and a whole lot more because those are the questions that you submitted for this week's episode. So stick around. We'll get to all of those coming up here in just one second. Let's quickly start where we always start, which is my five takeaways from the Week 17 game against the New York Jets. Uh, I had said earlier in the week that I had hoped the Bills would rest their starters in Week 17. And uh, I think you can see why the injuries really did pile up for them uh, in Week 17. Uh, Levi Wallace was carted off the field with what we think is an ankle sprain. Uh, He's questionable for this Saturday's game against the Houston Texans. Uh, Ty Nsecki was carted or walked off the field. Uh, Taron Johnson left the game, didn't return. Cody Ford left the game but came back. I mean, some of this was expected. Like, I wanted... um, I wanted Levi Wallace to to play in that game. There, there, the Bills didn't really have a whole lot of cornerbacks, as evidenced by the fact that wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie had to go out there and play some cornerback snaps as the game wore on. It's um, it's difficult to just be like, oh, you you can take out all the starters because they don't have enough players on their roster to do that. At least on the 46-man active roster. So taking out. Like the main players, they even still had to have somebody play cornerback. So it wasn't a surprise to me that Levi Wallace was still on the field. And then they wanted to get Ty Nsecki some reps coming back from his injuries. So that makes sense that he was on the field too. I don't think that any of their injuries are going to kill them, but it would certainly be difficult for them uh, going forward. But that's one of the reasons that they have as much depth as they've been trying to build over the last year. Speaking of that depth, the next thing on our list was uh, Duke Williams busting out. He uh, had one drop that probably would have converted for a first down, and he just kind of had a mental blip. Uh, But he was really all over the place in a good way on Sunday. He had 12 
targets, uh, caught six passes for 108 yards. Um, I don't think he's going to make the roster uh, in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to make the active game day roster in the playoffs, I guess I should say. Uh, I think he's got a role on this team going forward, but I'm not looking at him as some magical savior for the offense in you know the, the wild card round of the playoffs when he hasn't been active in a game with the starters in a really long time. You have to go back to the first part of the season. Moving on to another player that really had a great game on Sunday was Trent Murphy, who uh, was playing a lot because Shaq Lawson was sidelined with his injury. Jerry Hughes was resting for the postseason. Um, So Murphy had two sacks of Sam Darnold. Uh, It was only his second two-sack day of his career, and the first as a member of the Bills, and it actually got him to five sacks on the season, earning him a $350,000 contract bonus. So that was pretty awesome for him, a nice $350,000 day. he had just three sacks on the year, added two more, uh, ended up with five on the year. Um, TJ Yeldon is a guy that also played pretty well on Sunday, and I think he actually made a better case to be active uh, on the, the playoff roster than than even Duke Williams did. He had seven rushes for 18 yards with the backup offensive line. Uh, the backup offensive line did not do a great job, as evidenced a little bit by the yards per carry from all of the the running backs, but also by Matt Barkley's kind of subpar performance. With with how Frank Gore has been, I don't know, phased out over the last few weeks and Devin Singletary getting just the line share of the touches, it would be nice to, to see uh, TJ Yeldon get a chance maybe once or twice in the game. The backup defensive players also had a really nice game against the New York Jets starting offense. Uh, they were playing you know, third, fourth, fifth. I mean, they were throwing everybody that they had on defense out there. Jaquan Johnson got the first defensive snaps of his entire NFL career. Uh, they, they, even Sonoris Perry got running attempts uh, <laughs> instead of just special teams reps. So the Bills backups played a lot, and on defense they did a really nice job. They had one turnover of Sam Darnold. They could have had several more. Um, One was overturned via a penalty uh, on Kurt Coleman for going high uh, on on a, well, it wasn't a block exactly as much as it was him trying to neutralize a block. And then one one or two more went through the hands of some defenders. So it, it could have been a lot more lopsided for the Bills backups. So I thought they played really well. All in all, what the game against the New York Jets shows is how much depth this Bills team actually has. Uh, they, they were able to you know, keep an NFL team really at bay for most of the game uh, with, with their backups on both sides of the ball. And it just, it, it was really kind of, it was good to see that if, you know, the Bills do have an injury, that they have the horses in the barn to kind of keep going uh, no matter what. So that was nice to see. Pivoting towards their matchup against the Houston Texans now, uh, the question I'm getting a lot this week is, are the Bills able to beat the Texans? What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Are the Bills going to be one and done? Some sort of variation of that question. And I think that the Bills have a very good shot of winning this game in Houston. They've done really well on the road all year. And I don't think that Houston is such a massive you know, massively successful team that the Bills can't even go in there and have any hope of winning. Houston is middle of the road in pretty much every statistical category in 2019. They're 14th in points for, 19th in points against. They're 13th in yards for, 28th in yards against. They are middle of the road in turnovers, in in rushing. They are middle of the road in 
passing. They've also just had some really good games that have have really boosted their uh, their numbers and their outlook. I mean, they beat the the New England Patriots uh, 28 to 22 in a nationally televised game. That's an, one of the reasons that they're being looked at so well. They had a nice little run there, but they've only been putting two wins together. They went lost two wins, 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 loss. I mean, now they're uh, they're due in their rotation for two more wins, but uh, that would probably be hard to replicate. Looking back through some of their game logs, you can see why they're middle of the road. They haven't scored more than 30 points except twice on the season. Uh, that was in weeks five and six against the Atlanta Falcons and Kansas City Chiefs. They put a whooping on the Falcons 53-32 to and followed that up with a 31-24 win over the Chiefs but they haven't scored 30 points since then. On defense, they've been allowing a pretty good number of points um, this season. They allowed 40 to the Ravens. They allowed 38 to the Denver Broncos, who the Bills were able to shut down. They allowed 35 points to the Tennessee Titans, but that was in Week 17 when they were resting their starters. So they've been allowing some points and, and some, some teams to go off. Um, just looking at yardage, they've been... I, at 390 yards allowed or higher in one, two, three, four, five, six of their last seven games since the bye. So the Bills offense has a chance to do some damage this week. And with the Bills defense playing as well as they have this season, it's it's kind of hard to see how the Bill how the Houston Texans offense is going to score a ton of points if the Bills offense can put points on the board. So I don't want to sound overconfident because the Bills haven't won a playoff game since 1995. I mean, I was in middle school, but it just seems like it's setting up to be a very winnable game for the Bills. Now, they still have to execute, and obviously they weren't able to beat the Texans last year. Um, that was the game that Josh Allen was hurt and had to leave, and Nate Peterman came in and gave us a glimpse of hope before ripping out our hearts. The... Texans recently lost to the Titans again when the Texans were resting their starters, but they also got you know handled by the Denver Broncos, who the Buffalo Bills were able to beat pretty convincingly. They got blown out by the Baltimore Ravens 41-7, and the Bills were able to limit the Baltimore Ravens offense. So just looking at this, the second half of the season, the Bills were able to do things against these teams that the Texans weren't able to do. Now, the, the Texans have also beaten teams that the Bills have lost to. They, they beat the Patriots 28-22. to They're a good team, but they're not some juggernaut that's going to you know, stifle the Bills at every turn on defense and you know, run up points on offense. This is a very winnable game for the Bills. There is going to be a pretty significant Buffalo Bills contingent at the game just based on what I've been seeing. Uh, the Houston Bills backers Facebook page has turned into a big ticket resell and uh, Q&A type of thing where Bills fans from all over the country and really all over the world are going to be coming to Houston and so they're asking questions about where to stay, where to eat, uh, you know, things to do while they're in Houston. Uh, but there's also just been a ton of, of ticket reselling going on on the Houston Bills backers page as well. If you're looking uh, for a ticket to get in, uh, that's where I'm suggesting you go right now just because there's a lot of tickets there and Bills fans have purchased that are being resold and uh, exchanged and things like that. Uh, speaking of the Houston Bills backers, they've got parties lined up on Friday night, January 3rd. They're hosting a, a party at Christian's Tailgate Bar and Grill at the Midtown location in Houston. They've got 
um, a Saturday tailgate lot opened up uh, for the folks that are coming in from out of town. Uh, it is a BYO everything event, so they're not going to have you know food or drinks uh, available for you there. Uh, so you're going to have to figure that out once you get to Houston, at least if you're going to the Houston Bills backers tailgate. But all that information is on our website, and I'll include a link in the show notes to all the information for those Houston Bills backers parties. If it's anything like what happened in Jacksonville a couple of years ago, uh, Bill's Mafia is going to descend on the city of Houston. Uh, I, I remember reports coming in from Jacksonville of, you know, bars being without without beer and running out of wings and, you know, people spilling into the next bar and the next bar and the next bar in search of, you know, <laughs> refreshment. But the the Houston Bills backers have assured me that that's not going to happen in Houston. Uh, but it's just it sometimes can be overwhelming when the the Bills fans show up in numbers that are really unprecedented. Um, Bills fans are still feeling the weight of that really long playoff drought, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get reports of you know streets being shut down around these venues because there's too many Bills fans and you know they're violating the fire code or something like that. Let's get to the rest of your questions after this quick break. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk get one thousand dollars off vanta when you go to vanta.com vox that's vanta.com vox for one thousand dollars off vanta hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I need to circle back to something I said earlier in the podcast about Duke Williams not being active going into the playoffs here in the wild card round. And um, Scott Rogers sent an email to Buffalo Rumblings at SBNation.com asking, hey, why did you write that Duke Williams won't play next week? Uh, his play today showed he's exactly what Josh Allen needs. I also got some questions in the comments section on my five takeaways about this. So it's, I guess it's another question I'm getting a lot this week. But um, but here's the reason that Duke Williams isn't going to play. He doesn't provide special teams ability, and he won't see the field ahead of John Brown or Cole Beasley. So is he taking Robert Foster off the field? Because Robert Foster is the guy that's been playing a ton of special teams and has been the depth option at wide receiver. Um, same thing with Andre Roberts. He's been providing you know, mostly special teams ability with a little bit of, of play at the wide receiver position. Which of those guys is he going to take off the field? And I don't see any of those guys coming off the field so that Duke Williams can be active. The reason his numbers were so great on Sunday, 
was because he was fed the ball so much. He had 12 targets and six catches. You know, that's not great numbers. And obviously, you know, some of that's Matt Barkley not throwing it to the right spot. But I just don't see how he provides more benefit than, say, John Brown or Cole Beasley on the offense. And if he can't play special teams, where are they going to get that special teams production? Uh, it kept going a little bit in the the comments section here. You know, we had people suggesting that he should be on the field for 50% of the offensive snaps. And he's going to go from being inactive to playing 50% of the snaps. And where are those snaps coming from? Who are you taking off the field to put Duke Williams onto the field for half of the offensive snaps for 40 snaps or 30 snaps in a game. And I just don't see that happening. I actually think it's pretty remarkable we're having this conversation because of Robert Foster. Foster was a guy going into the last offseason that a lot of folks thought was going to be, you know, the potential to be a number one receiver on this team in 2019. And the Bills were like, nah, we need somebody better than that. And so they went out and got Beasley and Brown and Foster had to work his butt off all offseason and during training camp to hone those special teams abilities so that he would be active on game day. He would have a spot on the roster. And we haven't seen that same from Duke Williams. And that's not to say he can't do it. Uh, it's just to say it's something he needs to work on clearly. Like he's been doing these highlight reel catches all season on the, the practice squad, but he hasn't been able to crack the game day roster. And there's got to be a reason for that. You know, it's not like the Bills are just sitting on him waiting to unleash him at some key moment in the playoffs when they're playing for the AFC East crown or something like that. They're still holding him back. I just, I don't see that. The Bills don't see his value because he doesn't play special teams and he can't be better than John Brown right now. And he can't be better than Cole Beasley right now. So it's not just about, you know, Duke Williams needs to be active, quote unquote. It needs to be about where is he going to get his snaps if he's active on game day. And I feel like I'm kind of spitting into the wind on this because it feels like so many Bills fans are on the Duke Williams hype train. I'm just not one of them. And it feels kind of lonely sometimes. So uh, keep sending those questions in uh, at buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. We'll keep answering them uh, via email and uh, see where we go this offseason. Let's head over to Twitter where Ron from New Mexico asks us, Buffalo only beat one playoff team during the regular season. And their offense has been missing in action since Thanksgiving. They've managed an average of 276 yards and 14.25 points. Why should Bills fans believe that Buffalo will win its first playoff game since the Jim Kelly era? Well, the Bills formula hasn't really been to score you know, a ton of points. If you look on the other side of the ball, you're talking about the offense's points per game. Let's look at the defense's points per game. They haven't allowed more than 24 points since week eight against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was the only time this season they allowed more than 24 points. So their goal is to win games 17 to 14 or 20 to to 14, 21, 17, somewhere in there. And, and Sean McDermott said it last offseason, and I gave him grief for it at the time. They need to do better on offense, as you suggested, Ron. But their defense has really been able to keep them in a ton of games. So why should Bills fans believe that the Bills will win their first playoff game since the Jim Kelly era? Because their defense is good enough to shut down the Houston Texans offense. And the Bills can put together, cobble together 17, 20, 21 points against this Houston Texans defense. That isn't very good, frankly. Not Mike Reese asks us, do you think J.J. Watt plays and should the Bills run at him if he does? Watt missed the final eight games of the season with, uh, I think it was a pectoral injury. Uh, it 
they originally gave him a three-month window for recovery, and he's at just over two months now since that injury happened. Uh, and But the reason he came back is he said that the worst thing that could happen is he re-tears it and goes into the offseason needing to rehab it again. And he'll be fine for the start of the 2020 season, so he really doesn't care. Uh, until I see him on you know, the full practice report or him in the game, it's, it's hard to believe that he's going to be able to come back and make a massive impact. Um, you know, he'll still have a lot of the tools that he has at his disposal as you know, a great defensive player, but it, the pectoral injury is going to limit his ability to keep offensive linemen away from him and um, to move them off of him to create separation so he can rush the passer and, of course, make tackles. So it's not ideal, certainly, for him. I mean, he's not even on the active roster right now. So until he's on the active roster, it's difficult for me to say, yeah, he's definitely going to play and make an impact. Um, so I, if he is active and he is on the field, I think the Bills should definitely test him early and often to see where he can, what he can do and what he can't do. And then if he continues to be a liability, they should attack him. Our last question of the day comes from Brett at JB underscore MI on Twitter. When the Bills win on Saturday, will the divisional game also be on a Saturday? Well, that depends on who wins the game against the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. If the Patriots beat the Titans and the Bills beat the Texans, the Bills will be traveling to Baltimore and playing on Saturday night against the Baltimore Ravens. That's on January 11th. If the Tennessee Titans upset the New England Patriots, not only will there be much rejoicing in Western New York and around the United States, but that means that the Bills would be uh, playing the Kansas City Chiefs and would be traveling uh, to Kansas City to play them on Sunday, January 12th. So it really depends on what happens in the other game if Buffalo is able to beat the Houston Texans this week in the wildcard round. Again, that would be their first playoff win since 1995. So that's a really long time ago. So Bills win and Titans win. Buffalo travels to Kansas City on Sunday. Bills win and Patriots win. The Bills travel to Baltimore and play on the following Saturday. Thanks for all your questions this week in our email box and on Twitter at Rumlings Q&A. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, you can get your questions in for next week's episode by calling us at 716-508-0405 and leaving your voicemail. Didn't have any voicemails this week. Everyone's trying to get at us on Twitter and an email, but get those questions in via voicemail. I always love to hear other voices on the show. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A, which a lot of you did this week. Email Rumblings at sbnation.com. You can leave comments in the comments section like so many people did of my five takeaways this week after the game against the New York Jets. There's lots of ways you can get in touch with our show to make sure that we get your questions answered here on Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Go Bills! Everything's bigger in Texas.